I realized just this year that I have been in this pattern going on diets and um, going off of them, kind of binging a bit and doing that over and over and over again since grade 10. So that's almost been nine years. And it's just, it's been crazy to realize how much effort and brain energy and time I have just wasted over something that is not really a significant thing to want to have your brain be thinking about all the time. Welcome to Intentional Living with Atusa. In this podcast, we talk about all topics of self-development. My goal is to help you show up as the best version of yourself so that you can live the life you truly want for yourself. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while, I want to ask you to share the episodes that have really made an impact in your life. I really want to be able to reach people that are struggling with the same issues, but they might not know that there's a way out or they don't know that there's a better way of doing things. So if something has really helped you, just do the good deed of being able to spread that to someone that is also going through the same struggles. I would really greatly appreciate it. In this episode, we are going to be talking about how to stop binge eating, how to stop overeating. And if you are dealing with either being overweight or if you're dealing with just constantly being overly focused on food and overly obsessive over food and you realize that that's kind of the majority of the things that you think about or you find yourself constantly in these patterns of maybe trying to go on a diet and then overeating and like falling off of that diet and then going in those cycles of continuously going on and off diets this video is for you I'm going to go over how to really identify some of the patterns of behavior and really see if that's something that you're dealing with as well so that I can give you some tools and mindset shifts to be able to overcome some of these challenges and actually build a healthy relationship with food. The thing is, with food, it's not like with drugs or alcohol, like if you have a problem with it, you can't just take it out of the equation. If food is something that you use to deal with stress, if you use it to self-soothe, it's not something that you can just get rid of. It's something that's always going to be a part of your life. So it's so important to learn how to release a lot of the resistance that you might be feeling around food and not have it be such a big part of your life in terms of like how much time you spend thinking about it or stressing about it and instead have your brain be used for things that are going to add value to your life. So a little bit about my journey with food. I remember ever since about grade 10, I would go on these diets of trying to be really healthy and eat 100% healthy. And then when I would fall off of that diet, like when I would have something that I didn't think was healthy, then I would either binge like eating the entire thing and needing to kind of have it be finished so I can start over again or um, I would be like okay I already messed up anyway so might as well go all the way and might as well just eat everything in sight and the thing is I realized just this year that I have been in this pattern in these cycles of like going on diets and um, going off of them kind of binging a bit and doing that over and over and over again since grade 10 so that's almost been nine years And it's just, it's been crazy to realize how much effort and brain energy and time I have just wasted over something that is not really a significant thing to want to have your brain be thinking about all the time. And the thing is, I never thought of it as like an eating disorder or a problem really, but I looked at the definition of what an eating disorder is and it's on Google saying that eating disorders are problems that affect a person's eating behaviors 
as well as their attitudes and feelings about food and about their body. Even though we might think that it's not really that big of a deal and that everyone kind of tries to go on diets and off diets, um, I thought that this was like fairly normal, but I don't think that it's something that everyone deals with. And this is just something that is like would be helpful to maybe identify as an eating disorder because then it can really help you understand that maybe it is a bit more serious and that you can actually work on this problem and be able to overcome it and have a healthy relationship with food. Now, I never thought that I was actually like really overweight or anything. I think the highest I've weighed was like 125, which is not really overweight by any means. I've always wanted to be healthier and improve my physique. And that's what would drive me to want to go on these like diets and continuously want to reach for perfection. There's also the term orthorexia, which is an unhealthy focus on eating in a healthy way. So kind of like a um, overdoing it or obsessive focus over it, which can lead to unhealthy behaviors like these cycles of 100% healthy and then binging and then 100% healthy. So within the past year, this is something that I really started to realize and started to work on. And I have come a long way in actually building a healthy relationship with food. I still have, like, I'm still in my journey. I'm not, I don't think I'm 100% there, but I have learned a lot of tools and a lot of information that I think would be really beneficial if this is something that you're dealing with. So we're going to go over those patterns of behavior so you can be like, yep, that's me. That's something that I'm doing. And then I'm going to give you the t tools and knowledge that has really helped me heal my relationship with food. But take what you want out of this. Take whatever is going to work for you. You can do whatever you want when it comes to your diet. You can live your life however you want. But if this is something that that I mentioned that you think would help you try it out, see what works for you. I know there's a lot of like debates over dieting and food and everything. So just take what you want and leave the rest. So one of the main patterns of behavior was needing to eat 100% healthy. And then I like thinking that I don't need to balance my meals like other people because they just haven't reached it. Like they haven't put in the effort or they don't have the self-control to be able to do it, but I can do it. I can get there. Some other things would be judging myself around the foods that I would eat. So judging myself if I were to eat junk food, especially like I would never pack it for lunch or never pack it for work. I would never buy it at a grocery store, but I would eat other people's food. If it's like somewhere in public and it's offered to me, I would sometimes take it. Or if it's at home, I would binge on other people's drunk food and stuff. But I would judge myself if I were to go and actually buy it or eat it in public too much. And usually we reflect. So whatever we judge in ourselves, we judge in other people. So I would silently kind of judge other people for what they would be eating as well. Some stuff that I already talked about was that reaching for the 100% healthy would mean that I, when I would like mess up or when I would eat something outside of that, I would need to finish the entire thing so that it would be finished and I can start over. But what I realized is that it never actually finishes since I live with other people. Other people buy junk food that they keep for a long time because they don't feel the need to binge on it. And in public, there will always be sweets and stuff like that. So it never actually truly finishes. So that's the bad <laughs> technique to wait for everything to be done before you can start again. Or I would just be like, okay, I already messed up, so might as well go all the way and start again maybe tomorrow fresh. Other patterns of behavior is eating when you're bored or sad or overwhelmed or stressed. I remember when I was um, in my last semester of paramedic school, there was just a lot going on and I would just get bubble tea every single day. And that was like as a way to treat myself. So that's another one is like 
seeing it as a form of self-love or like you're almost giving yourself a treat or or self-soothing as a way to actually use food to cope with feelings. And another pattern of behavior is using food as almost like a habit. So it might just be whenever you're watching TV, you're eating food or your entertainment with your friends or in your culture is based around food versus actually the company that you have, like the actual main event is the food. Also eating when you're bored, which is boredom is also a feeling, but that can also be a habit as well. Trying to use food as a way of other things instead of just eating for nutrition. So these are the tools that have really helped me heal my relationship with food. There's quite a bit of them, but I promise they are very helpful if you. this is something that you are dealing with. So the first one is that you will not reach 100% perfect healthy diet. I don't know. I personally don't know anyone who has. And I've been trying for the past nine years. So really look at this in your own life. See if this is something that is actually possible or attainable or think something that you'd actually want to do. Another thing that I found that really helped was I started looking at people that were like in really good physique, like they were shredded, these guys that were shredded, very lean, and they've been maintaining this physique for a long time, like they've been on the fitness journey for decades. And what I've started noticing when they show what they eat in a day is that they always have snacks throughout the week. And like every single day almost they have snacks or junk food or treats that they would have in their meals to make it sustainable so that they don't feel deprived. And what I started realizing as I did more research and I started learning more about food was that they're like junk food, even labeling it as junk food, the less nutrient, the less nutrient dense foods are not really bad for you as long as they're not the majority of your diet. So everything like it junk food in moderation is completely fine and reaching instead of reaching for perfection just maybe doing like an 80/20 rule, 80% of your diet being maybe not processed or less processed and not being um being more whole foods, being healthier whatever way you want to describe healthy and the 20% being whatever you want to eat. Now, as I went on through my journey of actually healing my relationship with food, I started realizing that you can have body weight goals and you can reach a physique that you want without it being unhealthy. People are going to have a lot of opinions around that if you are tracking your calories or if you're intermittent fasting or whatever method you're using to lose weight or to get to the physique that you want because they think that that's just... um, that's not healthy as well, like being in this culture of eat whatever you want as well. And this is just everyone kind of fighting for their own perspective. They, they're, everyone's in their own journey with food and they're trying to fight for what they think is the right way versus people are going to find stuff that works best for them. You can reach for goals in a way that is fun and that you can see the progress and it's pretty like fun to watch versus it being obsessive and versus it causing a lot of stress in your life. With reaching any goal, like let's say that you're trying to improve your finances, you do need to have awareness around your finances, track your finances, set goals and actually um, make a plan. So the same thing goes with your diet, your weight goals. Same thing goes with your business goals, whatever it is, you do need some sort of a plan. You do need some sort of restraint, but you also don't need to go to the extremes. You also don't need to be obsessive. You also don't need to be really strict on it and you don't need to judge yourself a lot while you're through this process. So really the key to being able to reach for your weight goals or your physique goals is to make it slow and sustainable. So you want to 
really aim for gradual progress and not have these extremes of wanting to go on these crazy weight loss diets because it would be a lot less likely that you will actually maintain those results and that's when it becomes uh, more obsessive that that's when we start to have an unhealthier relationship with food when we need to have it right now so we need to go to the extremes because we think that we'll be a lot happier when we reach that certain body goal versus doing the goal because it's fun because it's something that you want to challenge yourself to do also when you do go for the extremes and try to lose a lot of weight in a very short amount of time, your body goes in a stress response and releases cortisol when you are trying to lose weight because it thinks that you're starving. It's meant for survival. Your body was built for survival. So because of that, it's also going to cause a lot of hormonal imbalances. So the more gradual you make it, the less stress you're going to cause the body the better your hormones are going to be. And it's not like your, your body actually does need nutrients from the foods that you eat. So if you extremely cut calories, then you're not going to get those nutrients. And what we do when we do that really gradual, slow decrease in the calories that you take, however way you actually want to do that, it will help you not feel so restricted and it would help get the nutrients that you need. It would help you not um, get your hormones out of balance and it would help you sustain the results long term, which is the problem with a lot of diets is that people can't sustain them. One of the things that I've also really learned when I wanted to initially reach for my app goals was to cut the calories to like 1275 a day. But what I didn't realize was all the things with the female hormones. I didn't realize that your body goes in a stress response doing that. I thought that that's just something I could do if I find really um, high volume foods that are less uh, calorie dense, like I was still able to manage doing that and it felt like I could. But having such a low calorie diet and such a low fat diet that I was doing so that I could eat more volume foods, it caused me to start missing my period and it made me realize that it can actually be pretty dangerous to go about it in that way. So now I've gone to back to maintenance and I've been doing a very slow, gradual decrease in the calories to still be able to reach my goal. Another thing that has really helped was to start actually paying attention to when I am truly hungry, to when I am trying to eat as a way for boredom or stress or whatever it is, entertainment, because then I would feel like the urge or the desire to go eat but then I would actually just like pay attention to my stomach I'm like is it actually does it feel empty or is it growling and a lot of times it wouldn't be it was just as a way to eat for other reasons instead of actually for food so even as you're eating you can pay attention to when you're full and stop there as well like you don't have to always eat until you're extremely full or stuffed so you just want to start paying attention to your body and paying attention to what actual hunger is versus wanting food for all these other reasons instead of hunger because that's when we tend to overeat. Something else that I learned about that was really cool as well was realizing that when we do overeat because of stress, so our body is, when we feel stress, our body is in a stress response. That's when your sympathetic nervous system is activated. So what we, what people tend to do is to overeat so that it also triggers the parasympathetic nervous system the rest and digest so instead of being in the fight or flight when you're stressed when you overeat you get in this rest and digest and what it does is it actually changes your body's physiology you start to um 
slow down your breathing, breathe, breathe deeper, and that helps you feel calm. So what a really cool thing to do is to get yourself, when you're feeling that desire for food when you're stressed or that just in general like desire for food I always feel myself really tensed up and instead I just focus on my breathing and like just take really big deep breaths and slow it down almost like how you would in meditation you bring awareness around your breathing and you change your physiology so that you naturally feel less stress and calmer without needing to use food for it and other times we think that we're hungry but we just need to drink more water so sometimes our body feels like it's hungry or we have that craving for food but if you drink water that goes away so that just kind of mixes up so that's just kind of some stuff to try if you have that um, feeling for hunger and it's like outside of your normal breakfast lunch dinner time you can look at that physiology you can work on your breathing you can drink more water and see how your body feels like pay attention am i actually generally hungry when what i started learning is that junk food is highly palatable so this is what it means that i just googled this but highly palatable foods contain potent combinations of fat sodium sugar and other additives that can drive people to crave and overeat them so this is why it's really important that like they're designed for you to overconsume calories <laughs> because your environment in today's society does not help you um, stay within the calorie range that is healthy for your body so that's why it's important to just be more educated around food and find foods that are more satiating like they're higher vol volume that you can eat for a lot less calories so whether that's i don't know popcorn or jello or whatever um, junk foods that you kind of want to incorporate in your diet you can find alternatives you can change recipes or you can have the ones that you really love and just have a lot less of them and honestly what i can't emphasize enough is to get educated around food so just even tracking what you're eating even if you're not cutting any calories just so you start learning what foods have like how much calories they they have and what is kind of the ballpark of how many calories you consume in a day and is it what the recommended amount is for someone um your height or your weight your age so that you can kind of be more conscious about what you're putting in your body. And it's not even just about the amount of calories, but you can start to learn if you're getting enough protein, if you're getting enough fiber, if you are getting enough healthy fats, especially for women, it's important to have fats in your diet. Learning about food, not just for the sake of losing weight, but for the sake of realizing that you, you're, but for the sake of actually making sure that you are getting all the macros that you need in to like have a healthy lifestyle and really sustain the maybe the body physique that you want as well what i started really realizing is that junk food or less nutritious foods or fats or carbs are not the enemy none of these are the enemy everything is fine to eat it's just about moderation for a lot of these things so the first thing you want to do when you go on this journey is to start experimenting. So as you're bringing awareness, as you're educating yourself, as you're figuring out what kind of path you want to take, what kind of, um, I guess, diet choice you want to go through, whether that's tracking your calories or if that triggers you, maybe intermittent fasting, if you like your goal is to lose weight and or finding like whatever low fat diet or low carb diet whatever method that is going to be less calories in than calories out you're going to experiment with what kind of foods you're going to start to eat what kind of foods you love 
So maybe some finding some new foods that you love that you can incorporate in your diet that works with the new approach that you're taking. And as you're experimenting, after a while, you're going to see what you really love to eat, what you don't love to eat, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. What you want to do, which is where I'm at right now, is to start automating that process so that you're not constantly making decisions about food all day because you're going to have decision fatigue if you're constantly thinking about food, making decisions about food. So what I started to do is to make a list of all the snacks that I really love making because I've been experimenting for a while now. So I'm like, okay, these are the snacks I really love and they fit my macros pretty well. And these are the vegetables that I like and these are so I can kind of mix and match. These are kind of the meals that I really love. These are the fruits that I love. And they I found ones that are just lower in calorie so that I can start incorporating all these in my diet and I don't have to always be making decisions about what to eat. And I can have the same breakfast every single day. Like I love overnight oats and I can probably have it for the rest of my life. Been having it for years now. (laughs) So I'm going to keep that. That's going to reduce the decisions I'm going to make every day. But other things you can at least meal prep for like four days in advance so you're not cooking all the time. Finding a way to actually put this new way of actually doing things into your daily lifestyle in a way that doesn't take too much effort and too much energy and too much time. You want to do things that you can actually stick with for the rest of your life. And you can even set certain times of the day that you are going to eat or for shift workers like me, um, you can put from like the time you wake up, like first hour, maybe don't eat anything. And after that, every four hours, you can have a meal, whatever it's going to work for you, but at least like making those decisions ahead of time so that you're not constantly making these decisions throughout the day and you're not constantly thinking about food all the time. In the beginning, as you're educating yourself, you will need to pay, put some time, attention, focus on these things and learn so that you can have the knowledge and find a way that works for you so you can maintain it for the rest of your life. So this is the investment you make in the beginning, but then eventually you want to start automating things so that you can put your brain to doing more useful things instead of thinking about food all day. And this is just what I personally found with when it comes to cheat days is that I would tend to very much binge on those cheat days. And um, that was when I had my calories at 1275, which was pretty low. And on those cheat days, it would be like, First of all, the whole day would be about food. And I remember I was like at a birthday party and like just the whole folk out. I like I didn't want to have a drink. I was like, just give me all the food I can stuff. And that kind of puts you back in the same pattern of behavior when it comes to having like the eating disorder or challenges with eating or that unhealthy relationships with food. So you want to find a way like a lifestyle the diet that you can do every single day that incorporates foods you love, that incorporates junk food so that you can actually, you don't need days, like you don't actually need to cheat from those diets. And that's what I've been hearing from people that are sustaining this for decades. It's like finding something that is sustainable so that you don't need to always cheat from it so that it doesn't, um, again, put you back in this over consuming, overeating, binging behavior. You want to start to build something that is sustainable over your lifetime. Also, I just want to say that I haven't had it all figured out. I'm just sharing what I have learned so far because I spent a lot of time within the past few months actually learning about food and researching on it and 
just spending a lot of time just educating myself on it. I know this stuff is going to help someone going through the same thing. And I'm still like learning to not spend a lot of time and mental space just thinking about it and learning to automate things a lot more now. But I am really happy about the space that I'm starting to get when it comes to my relationship with food and being able to <laughs> just eat the foods I love and even junk foods and not have so much mind drama around it and not judge myself or anyone else around what they're eating and it's just a lot it's a lot more peaceful it's a lot calmer and I'm still really committed to my goal of trying to get leaner I'm going to figure out like a safe body fat percentage that I can maintain as a woman and I know that it's going to be a lot easier to maintain your body physique when you get there instead of getting yourself to that place so if you are your goal is to lose fat if your goal is to gain muscle once you get to that place it will be so much easier to maintain it so really think long term the rest of your life so that you can get there and you can maintain it there's also some videos that have really helped me and I think they're, they're just amazing videos to get started with, to get yourself educated. Um, they're really science-based and that's another huge tip is to really focus on information that is science-based, evidence-based instead of all the misinformation around diet. I know I like haven't been listing um, any studies or evidence, but these are just from other videos that have been listing those. So make sure do your own research. Um, I will list also those videos down in the description. They're so, so helpful. And also if you have any questions around this topic, like I spent a lot of time on this, so I would be so happy to answer anything that you want in the comments. Also, if this cycle of overeating or binge eating or having an unhealthy relationship with food is something that you have been struggling with as well, and it's not something that this video alone you think could help you overcome it, I would love to help you with that process and with that journey and help you create a really healthy relationship with food, release a lot of that resistance in your life and be able to use your beautiful mind for other things other than thinking about food. So if you're interested, I have the coaching application in the show notes or in the description and you can book a free session through there and we can really discuss some of the ways that I can help you reach the goals that you want in a way that's healthy, in a way that is going to be fun and exciting versus being really obsessive. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know it's a longer one and I will see you guys next week with another video. Bye.